Welcome to Join Our Table, a meal support podcast for eating disorder recovery. We are your hosts, Jose Savinsky and Jillian Walsh. We're Canadian dietitians supporting those with eating disorders to re-nourish their bodies and reject diet culture. Join us as we provide light distractions, grounding tools, and resources to help you navigate mealtime. Welcome to our table. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 15 of the Join Our Table Prop podcast. I'm here with Jose, and we can't wait to get started with our meal tonight with you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> we say tonight as if folks are definitely listening to it at night, but it could be any time of day. We just happen to schedule it or record it at night. So that is where we are coming to you from today. Um, for folks that are new here, we do start with a grounding activity, which we consider our appetizer segment. We will move into the meal segment of the episode, which will be 30 minutes of traditional meal support therapy, where we will provide light distraction as well as uh, eating cues or timing cues to help you stay on track with 100% meal completion through the 30 minutes, um, just making sure that we're helping you set yourself up for success. And then finally, we will finish off with a takeaway resource, which is our dessert segment. How's that sound, Jose? Did I miss anything? No, that sounds about right. All right. So I think you are going to lead our appetizer segment tonight. Is that right? That is right. Okay. Yes. Take it away whenever you're ready. Sounds good. Yeah. So the one um, grounding tool that I wanted to talk about because it's one that I actually learned about while doing my master's degree. And um, it was in the context of um, a course on group therapy. And actually some of my classmates were the ones that were kind of administrating (laughs) this grounding tool and I was a participant. And I remember really enjoying it and really finding it quite lovely. And since then I have sometimes used it with my own clients. I will, you know, just give a little bit of a warning that this is a grounding tool that relies on mindfulness and sometimes mindfulness activities for some people can actually be distressing. And so, you know, before we jump in, I just want to give people full permission to pause or stop or skip ahead if they're noticing that this tool is not helpful for them or even to adapt it in any way that would be helpful. So just a little heads up in case that does come up. It's okay. And uh, you're welcome to perhaps use another one of your grounding tools that you know usually works before starting your meal today. So the tool that I'll be sharing today is something called safe place imagery, or sometimes it's called calm place imagery. So depending on the language that you'd like to use. And the idea with this activity is that we're building kind of like a um, mental representation of a place that feels safe and that feels calming and relaxing and grounding so that when we find ourselves in a scenario where maybe we are feeling distressed or anxious or, you know, we're noticing that we're having a hard time staying present, we can bring ourselves back to this calm or safe place. And so to do that, I'm going to ask you if you feel comfortable to close your eyes 
If that doesn't feel safe or comfortable, feel free to leave your eyes open or just set your gaze, you know, lower so that you're able to focus on my voice and focus on the prompts that I'm sharing with you. So before we get started, I'll just take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And I want you to start imagining a place where you feel calm and peaceful. And this place could be a place that you've been to before. It might be a place that you've always dreamed of going. It might be a place that you've seen a picture of. Or even just, you know, a place that you come up with with your own imagination. And as you get settled in this calm and peaceful place, I want you to look around and notice what's around you. What are some of the colors, some of the shapes, textures that you're noticing? Is it bright and sunny or is the light dimmed? And next I want you to notice whether there are any sounds around you, any calming sounds. Notice whether those sounds are far away or whether they're close to you. Or you might even notice that there's silence. Next, I want you to notice whether there are any physical sensations in your body while you're in this space. Any warmth that you're noticing, anything soft around you, And finally, try to notice if there's any smells. And I'll get you to kind of hang out here for a moment, continuing to really use your, all of your senses to try to absorb the calmness and peacefulness of the space. Try to hold on to it and put it somewhere safe in your brain so that you might come back to it if you need it. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes or bring your attention back to the room or the space around you and join us as we transition into our meal support in the meal portion of our podcast today. I'm going to move out of my mindfulness voice and into my <laughs> podcast voice. <laughs> Jose, that was so nice. Thank you so much. 
You're welcome. We, I, I was going to say we should have recorded it, but it is being recorded. Um, it I is. feel like it should be uploaded to some like meditation app as a nighttime mm. story. <laughs> because it's, just, yeah. it's quite nice. Thank you so much for your time there. That was beautiful. I greatly appreciate it. Well done. You're very welcome. <laughs> so folks, what are we thinking? I guess we will get into our meal support part of the um, of our episode tonight, which means that I need to take my job over of starting the clock. Um, yes. And I've actually started doing a timer instead of a stopwatch so that I get a little like alert at the end. But folks, if you are ready, um, have a look around you. Make sure that your environment is setting you up for success. Ensure that you're sat at a table, ideally somewhere where you're able to firmly plant your feet on the ground, as well as have your back supported and your bottom supported. We encourage you to have a plate, um, your plate of food set up in front of you and push yourself right into the, the table so that you're able to get comfortable because you'll be here for at least 30 minutes, if not a little bit longer. If you need to take a bathroom break, now is the time to put us on pause. Um, and if you are ready to go, we'd encourage you to load that fork up and take your first bite with us. We will sip our tea and I will have a couple of almonds that I'm, or chocolate covered almonds that I will also be having for our, um, my goodness, I'm forgetting the name of our other episodes. A la carte. A la carte episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so folks. Thank you for taking your first bite with us and Jose and I are going to spend this time to catch up and, you know, dish on some of the happenings around our life the past couple of weeks. So Jose, what are you thinking today? I think we were going to talk (laughs) about, you know, since considering you just led us into this beautiful safe space, um, maybe we talk about where we would love to go if we weren't living in a pandemic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I find that often um, when I do that activity with folks, they'll actually bring up um, places that they've traveled to, Mm. right, as being safe places. So maybe they've, you know, sat um, beside an ocean at some point and they're hearing the sounds of the waves or, you know, remembering kind of these these places that they've been to that they might not be able to access on a on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. right? And um, I know that I've seen some recommendations sometimes in terms of the safe space exercise um, to even get folks to imagine a space that isn't in their home mm-hmm. um, that they can bring themselves to. So yeah, so it really makes me think of how much I miss traveling, yeah. <laughs> how much I wish I could you know, leave Ottawa right now and not even go that far, right? I mm-hmm. wish I could um, even just go see my friends and family that are a few hours away. So let alone like an actual, you know, full-blown trip. A destination. Across the ocean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It's definitely odd times. Um, and yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's, it's nice that we can actually, you know, tune into those safe spaces and really get an idea of where we would like to go if we weren't, you know, up against the barriers that we're up against right now. So yeah. you mentioned that you'd like to kind of spend time with friends and family. If you could go on mm-hmm. a destination, where would you go? Hmm. That's a good question. Mm. I I would love to visit more of like kind of central and eastern Europe okay. um 
Yeah. So I have been to Hungary and I've been to Austria, um, both relatively briefly. And so I would love to be able to go back um, and visit some of the other cities and even the countryside and um, a lot of the other countries that are kind of surrounding that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is definitely something that's on my radar. Yeah. Another place that my partner in particular would love to visit is Japan. Ah, um, great food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah, it would be a lot, um, a lot of sushi and a lot of ramen and all sorts of great things. So yeah, yeah those are the like two places that come to mind immediately, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of places I'd like to go. Honestly, I've traveled, but I haven't traveled that much. So there's a lot of places that I would love to visit. Right. And tell me, where were you in Austria? I was in Vienna. Okay. Not Salzburg? Yeah. What's that? No Salzburg? No. So we we were only in, in Austria for three days. And okay. so, yeah. So that's why we were there only briefly mm-hmm. um, and why I would like to go back. Mm-hmm. So. No, I hear you. I, yeah. we also went to Vienna, um, but we went down to Salzburg as well. And mm-hmm. I think you might be happy to hear that we did, we took part in the, uh, what was it called? The Sound of Music bike tour. I was going to say, mm-hmm. I really hope you say the Sound of Music. Oh, yes. <laughs> and we actually drove around on these little bikes with a Bluetooth speaker singing the soundtrack the entire time. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> we had so much fun. It was, it was like, I would say it was the highlight of that trip. I mm-hmm. loved it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, not, not, awesome. not my favorite place though. It was not where I just went to in, in that, um, in that guided activity. Mm. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, um, I'm kind I'm with your partner. I definitely would like to go back to not necessarily go, I have never been, to go to Japan as well. (laughs) Um, And there's other places I think that I would want to go first. I really want to do Iceland Mm. a lot. Um, I find there's something about the idea of getting like a, a camper van and driving around there that is so enticing to me Mm, um folks i'm gonna pause for a second and just let you know that we are five minutes into this meal so this would be a really good time to take a look down and ensure that you are you know putting a, a significant dent into your main dish or your your entree um and we've got about 25 minutes to go but yes jose to get back to to that you know vacation spot or destination spot um Mm -hmm. I think Iceland would be number one right now yeah yeah I know that a lot of um like a lot of movies and things are shot in Iceland right Mm -hmm. because of just their their picturesque um landscapes and uh yeah I've had a few friends who have traveled to Iceland and their pictures are always yeah remarkable Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, my friend went a couple of years ago and brought us back salt <laughs> of all things. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is a good reason to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think just that outdoorsy, the hikes, being able to, 
camp along the way, it's, it's really enticing to me right now. I think that mm-hmm. just that ability to be out in nature, not that we can't do it right now. Well, I mean, we can't do it with a baby, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, just that, that peace, right? I, I miss that. I definitely miss yeah. that. And I don't know yeah. if that's ne- necessarily pandemic related or just like having a new baby related, but mm-hmm. either way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I have also heard that Iceland has some hot springs, like yes. thermal springs. I've heard that as well. Yeah, that would be a really cool thing. Yep, I wouldn't say no. As well. Wouldn't say no to that. Mm-hmm. I would. Yeah, doesn't that sound too. relaxing? Oh, yeah, I would like that. Yeah. I would the one that. thing, though, I would say about um, traveling to Iceland, I've also heard that it's very expensive. I've heard the same, especially to eat. I've heard that the yes. food is particularly expensive. Yeah. I've heard that too. Yeah. So definitely something to keep in mind, yes. right? That would be a con I... of that list mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Anywhere out of country that you could see yourself going? Well, the one thing before I talk about where I want to go mm-hmm. is talking about places where like food is pretty cheap. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. It was when I was in um, in Budapest um, in Hungary. So food is actually quite affordable. Their currency is wild in the sense that um, oftentimes you purchase something and it's like 2,000 foreigns and Mm -hmm. you're like, what? Um, But really that only, that ends up being like 10 Canadian dollars. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that was really interesting. But their, their food I found quite affordable. So that Mm -hmm. was really lovely as we were um, traveling. So Mm. yeah I have to say I think the cheapest food I've had on like being overseas was in Mm -hmm. Croatia Mm. and there was a lot of seafood which of course you know being an east coaster I loved um we ate a lot a lot of ocean food for sure and very very cheap um affordable for sure Mm mm-hmm yeah. Did you go into Hungary? Because that's in the same part of the world. We didn't. No, we didn't. Okay. We um, we spent, I want to say 10 days in Croatia, um, but we didn't rent a car or anything. So we stayed pretty mm-hmm. local. Um, yeah. And truly the only reason we even knew to go there was my partner made a joke and was like, oh, Game of Thrones was filmed there. Let's go there. <laughs> and I looked it up. I was like, no, but let's go there. <laughs> why not um and it was actually the highlight of our trip we had done so we had ended up in we started in vienna because that's where the conference was that he was traveling for okay um went to salzburg and i think we went back to vienna to fly to croatia Mm -hmm. and then went from croatia to italy italy yes italy Mm -hmm. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yes. So that was, it was lovely actually. It was yeah. a little too long. Um, mm-hmm. By the end of it, I was like getting that exhausted feeling. And when I came home, we definitely needed a vacation from our vacation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, you, you live and learn and we were, we were like young twenties. So mm-hmm. we didn't know any better. <laughs> um, but I do have a distinct memory of my partner um, looking around 
because he would lose me a lot of the time. We went in the in the summer, which was a terrible idea. Um, mm, and I do tourists. not <laughs> feel very hot. I don't do well in the yeah, heat. And yeah. he would lose me, and he'd be like, "Okay, just just find the shadows. Like, where's the shadows?" And I would anywhere if there was even a pillar, <laughs> I would just stand in the shadow for a second. And be like, no, this is too hot. We need to find some air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Find you Folks, in the shade somewhere. Exactly. Uh, we are 20 minutes into our meal. So not 20 minutes, sorry. 10 minutes into our meal, 20 <laughs> minutes to go. Um, that's that's what happens when I reverse the my time management. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we should be at least 50% of the way through the entree and starting to consider, you know, what else we have on the agenda for tonight. So if there's any side dishes, if there's desserts, beverages, that kind of thing. Indeed. Indeed. I also went to Italy in the summer in August, and it was a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do not recommend it. It was easily when we were – I went with my sister, and when we were there – when we were in Rome, um, it was easily, you know, between 30 and 35 degrees Celsius before like without the humidity um so there were days where you know with the humidity it was easily like feels like upwards of 40 which you know we're not used to as Canadians I'm sure if we have you know folks from like the southern U.S. right Mm -hmm. they're like what that's normal but um for me that was that was a lot so actually we were the same we were always looking for shade and you know restaurants that had air conditioning mm-hmm. um to get little breaks yeah because it's it's a lot so necessary so necessary yeah. it's yeah I, I and I don't know if it's because we're Canadian <laughs> but <laughs> I, I do not tolerate heat very well at all I don't either mm-hmm. yeah yeah I don't either and I I can imagine it it has at least something to do with you know the place where you grow up, right? And you build that tolerance. I mean, the the flip side is also true, right? That we have a much higher tolerance for cold than a lot of other people would. So yes, yeah. very good point. Like I mean, I'm definitely not putting a coat on until it's probably five degrees or less. Mm-hmm. And that's and I again I think that's growing up in Newfoundland <laughs> where yeah <laughs> where it's you know a good day is ten degrees and twenty five is probably the highest it gets in the middle of July so mm-hmm. no absolutely absolutely yeah. fair enough but um but yeah on the other hand when I was in um, Hungary and Austria it was October and that was an excellent time to be mm-hmm. in that part of the world. Um, if anyone is ever considering <laughs> going to those countries, I would very much recommend going in October. Yep. Um, it was about mid-October and it was, one, gorgeous because the leaves were changing colors. Um, so it was very, very beautiful. And the the weather was, you know, around 20 degrees Celsius almost the whole time we were there. There were a few colder days where it went down to, you know, maybe 12 or 15, but generally generally it was like, you know, light jacket um, in terms of those colder days. And, and otherwise we were going around in t-shirts, which was really nice for October. Yeah. We don't get a lot of those days like that in Canada. So yeah. And it was less busy too, because there were less 
tourists mm-hmm. around right at that time of year. Mm-hmm. So I really, really loved it. That sounds lovely to me. That's my kind yeah. of weather. I always say Agreed. anything between 18 or 16 and 20 degrees, that's my happy place. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> I think I it's quite low for a lot of folks, but I'm like, nope, that's perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Whenever it gets too hot, I just, yeah, I'm not very functional. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I have a hard time. Yes. I don't know. Was it me and you though? No, I don't think it was. We were talking, my friend and I were talking about um, how we should have, instead of having to wear a mask, have to wear like um, like astronaut bubbles. and the biggest selling perk of that was being able to put air conditioning in it Mm. right so you could have an air conditioned bubble that you could like think about how much more comfortable you'd be oh yeah right and i mean the other way around too right you Mm -hmm. could have heating Mm -hmm. could go on you know nice outings in the winter time without wondering if your eyelashes are gonna fall off so Mm -hmm. that'd be good (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That's my, that, I, anything that will cool me off is a great mm-hmm. selling feature to me. Yeah. All right, sure. folks, we are hitting the halfway mark here. I feel like we're just flying through tonight. I um, know. It's going very quickly. <laughs> so now is a good time to be almost on the entree, um, starting to look around at the rest of your plate and the rest of your dish tonight to see what you have to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other place that I would love to go, so going back to that kind of Eastern Europe um, comment I had made, is uh, is Poland. Yep. And part of it is because of my last name. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if anyone has ever, you know, seen my last name, it's Savinsky, it's Polish. Yeah. Um, and while I don't have very strong ties to the Polish side of my family because it it does go quite far back and I haven't unfortunately been very exposed to um to the culture. I think traveling there would be really cool, right? It would be a really wonderful way to kind of get to know those roots. Um because I didn't get a chance. So it's it was my my grandpa um on my dad's side, um, his dad, so kind of my great grandfather, um, was Polish. And so I, of course, I, I never got to meet that great grandpa and my grandfather passed away when I was quite young. So I didn't get a lot of, uh, of exposure to the culture. So I think, yeah, I think that would be really cool, um, to be able to go visit and, who knows? Maybe I would actually be able to meet other Savinskys because that really never happens. <laughs> oh, that would be very cool. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, um, we, our family is from a little bit, I mean, we're from Newfoundland, so of course most of them are from Ireland. Um, mm. But my mom's side of the family is from France. Okay. So they came um they came over on the boat at some point I want to think back probably four generations no that's not enough because I would be I would say maybe six or seven generations ago um mm-hmm. but they were Foray so Foray was their last name so they had an e accented goo over the last e <laughs> and um when they came to Newfoundland they didn't know what the e accented goo was so they made it an I and it was Fury so my mom's oh. maiden name is Fury 
F-E-R-R-I-E. Um, and we actually, as far as I can tell, every fairy that I've ever met, we have been somehow linked to. Um, really? And I've actually crossed paths with a few up here in Ontario. And most recently, it was a couple of years ago. And she was like, oh, yes, like my husband is so-and-so. And I was like, hmm, interesting. And I texted my mom. She was like, oh, yeah, that's my cousin. <laughs> I was like, oh, no way. Okay. I was like, your first cousin? She was like, yeah, yeah, that's him. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you track them down, there's they're bound to be related to us. And, mm-hmm. but again, I'm like, oh, it's too bad that they didn't get the last name right <laughs> so that you could have, yeah. you know, the correct lineage. It's, it's heartbreaking to know that it was like assimilated into the, the Anglophone culture. Um, yeah. but anyway, that is, that is that. So. Yeah. And that's such a typical, typical thing that happened, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Names being kind of anglicized. Is that a word? We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. If it's not, I'm making it up. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, names being turned into a version that was easier for Anglophones um, was a very common, common thing. So yeah, that is one thing I would say. So most of my family outside of, it's funny that I ended up with the last name Zavinsky because almost all of my other um, relatives are French Canadian, mm-hmm. right? And have French Canadian last names, um, including my mom and her maiden name and, you know, most of my grandparents and anyways. And so that is one cool thing actually is that it goes generations back. Um, I think at one point I was looking up one of my ancestors, ancestors came to Canada in the 1600s. So wow. it like, yeah, so it goes pretty far back. I am 100% um, part of, you know, colonialism mm-hmm. um, in Canada. So mm-hmm. that is something that is really interesting to to sit with, mm-hmm. right? And to really reflect on the meaning of that. Um, however, you know, one of the interesting things is that those French last names have carried all the way to my parents' generations, yeah. right? Yeah. So hundreds of years of holding on to these names. Yeah, no, absolutely. And can I pick on you for a second? Yeah. Actually, first I'm going to tell folks that we are down to the final 10 minutes. Um, can you say that word again? That hundred? Which word? Hundred. Hundreds of years? Okay, you didn't do it that time. <laughs> what did I do? I was convinced <laughs> that you had done that throaty French thing. And I was like, did she just do that on an H? <laughs> oh, no. That's so funny. But I, I would have loved it. I would have been like, because I, I honestly did not know that you were Francophone for probably the first my goodness, probably the first six months that we were, that we knew each other. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, oh, I think that might be like a little accent thing. <laughs> you didn't repeat it. It's like me in episode. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Gives yeah. Time. I don't, yeah. And I don't think, actually, I think I we talked about your pronunciation, your pronunciation of the word episode in an Instagram live video. So mm-hmm. our listeners might be like, what are they talking about? Oh, but good point. Good point. Yeah. 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 I'll fill them in. So Jose was making fun of the way that I said episode. She said that it gave away my accent and that it was very clear that I wasn't, I mean, I guess that I was from the East Coast and that I wasn't a mainlander. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. apparently it's part of my accent. I don't think I say episode any weirder than anyone else. I think it's just a weird word. That's fair. 
No, that's possible. possible. And to be fair, I wasn't. I was making fun of you. I was very, very lovingly, you know, poking, yes. poking at you, lovingly poking. <laughs> I accepted it. I accepted it with disgruntled. Um, I don't know the rest of the, that descriptor, but I, I felt like I was. I was. Uh, on the receiving end of that in like a very positive way. I wasn't offended. No. I don't feel like it. I don't think so. At least that's not (laughs) what I I felt on my end either. (laughs) No, no. I have been made fun of for my – not made fun. I've been poked fun at for my accent for years and years and years. Mm. Um, But it's interesting because when I go back east, like when I go home, I don't think that my accent is as strong as it used to be because I notice other people's accents now. Right. And I think that if I had – if my accent was the same as it used to be, I don't think I would hear the accents of those folks that I'm with when I'm home. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which I always didn't – I really didn't think that that was a thing. I thought that I could – I thought I would always have an accent and I think I still mm-hmm. do, but I don't think it's as strong as it used to be. Yeah. I didn't think I would grow out of it, but apparently I did. Yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. fair. That's living up here for as many years as I have, so – Mm-hmm. That is that. That is that. Yeah. Folks out there who are connecting with us in the, um, it's not virtual world. What is that? Audio world in this mm-hmm. airspace. We'd love to hear where you're from, where you're from. We have no concept of where our listeners are from. We can see how many people listen, but if you want to drop a comment, maybe we'll do a Instagram poll. Um, mm-hmm. We would love to hear where you're all tuning in from. Absolutely. Interesting to us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know how it is. We find this a little bit strange not being able to interact with you folks um, <laughs> because we are so used to being, you know, face to face or absolutely, you know, yeah. COVID version of face to face. So mm-hmm. it's nice. It's nice to to get folks feedback and all that jazz. For sure. Speaking of jazz, oh, how is your practice for your musical? Oh, it's so good. Mm, did you yeah. learn the songs that you didn't know yet? I can't believe I knew a song that you didn't know. <laughs> I actually haven't learned all my songs because here's the scoop is mm-hmm. that the way that it works is we are pre-recording it, right? Did mm-hmm. I mention this? No. Now I'm nope. very interested. Yeah. So it's not going to be live streamed only because – there are, I think, 12 cast members. Okay. And it just sounds like a nightmare to stream 12 different people with 12 different internet connections and 12 different, you know, technology systems. It's just asking for trouble. I was just going to say, like, that is just a recipe for disaster. Don't do that. Exactly. Exactly. So it will not be presented live. Mm -hmm. All of it is pre-recorded. But the one really cool thing about that is that you actually don't have to learn everything at once, right? Mm. You don't have to be able to remember your lines for the whole play, right? Because you're only recording, we're kind of recording one scene at a time. Okay. And so um, I'm kind of moving with the scenes. So I, I haven't really gotten, you know, further than the scenes that we are recording. Right. No, that makes sense to me. Folks, I'm just going to interject for a second and let you know that we are in our final five minutes. Um, so now is a good time to be wrapping up, making sure that we're just got a few things left or picking up the pace if we are, you know, less than three quarters of the way through. Now is the time to really take some bites to get through. 
And we're down to four minutes there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm so excited. <laughs> so when can we tune in? How soon? <laughs> I need something to look forward to. <laughs> um, there, I don't know that we have specific dates yet, but it, it's going to be um, sometime in January. So What? Yeah. I didn't realize it was that far away. Oh, that feels so soon. Oh, my goodness. No way. I was expecting this to be like produced, published within 10 days. Oh, goodness. Jill, you clearly have never been part of a musical, have you? (laughs) Hey, I did something in high school. It was called a cabaret. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fun. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm Um. And I was, what did I do? I was backstage, whatever that's called, uh, stage. Like a stagehand? Uh, excuse me. I was a stage manager. Oh. I know. I remember it being very stressful. And I remember having to tell people on the spotlights when to put the spotlights on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the most stressful thing about the whole production was that the like the lead male singer had to do a costume change in like maybe 30 seconds mm-hmm. and it was very risque because he would try and change Ooh. like very close to the stage and I would try and help but then it was just like a, a mess and mm-hmm. being like oh let's hope that he gets like fully clothed fully buttoned before he has to jump back in again so mm. yeah that was that was my high school theater experience and that is all Fun. I remember yeah yeah. No, it's it's a lot of work to put on a musical. Um usually at least a few months. I mean, professional productions can put on shows in like weeks. Um but we are not professionals. So <laughs> we need a little <laughs> bit more a little bit of grace. Um and I mean part of it is we all are doing this for fun, right? This is a community production, so we all have lives outside of doing theater. Um professional productions you know, they get their script in advance, they get their music in advance, they essentially learn a lot of it on their own, right? Mm-hmm. And then they come to rehearsals and they're really just doing blocking and doing, you know, learning, like getting tips from the directors and all of these things. So it's very different in a community production because you're usually building it from scratch, right? You get your script on day one and then you kind of move through the motions, but that's part of the fun, right? Yeah, Is that I can see that being You get fun. to... Yeah, and you get to to take it a little bit more slowly and really get to know people and yeah. So no, it's not going to be ready by next week. Sorry, friend. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Heartbroken. You'll have to be patient. I'll try. I'll try my best. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, we are down to the final minute. So now is the time to finish off those last few bites with us. Um, if things are feeling heavy take a deep breath. It's okay to take a breath and pause for a moment to really get grounded so that you can finish off. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what that word is when you finish off. It's a sports term. It's gone. Clearly I'm not an athlete. I'm not sure. What finish off strong. That's uh, the word. Mm-hmm. Mm. And just finish off soft. It's okay. So we're just looking, mm-hmm. we're just looking to get through this meal. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. I'm feeling, I have a think week coming up next week. Um, and I'm looking forward to it, I have to say. You have a what week? Think week. I've never heard that term. You've never heard me say it? I feel like I talk no. about it all the time. Oh, let's, oh, stay tuned, folks. We'll talk about it on a la carte. <laughs> because we are finished up. I'm going to let that timer go off. There we go. 
There we um, go. Yeah, we are all finished with the main dish segment, but I will talk about it in a la carte because I think it's a great thing for folks to do. And I started doing it earlier this year and it does wonders for my mental health. So I will, I'll talk about it there. And for folks that are listening to this episode, it will be in the a la carte episode that is dropping next week. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. All awesome. right, folks. I'm up. It is time for us to talk about the dessert segment of episode 15. And today we are talking about the Radical Health Alliance from Annie Jansen. I have had the pleasure, as had Jose, of meeting Annie. I've actually hosted her in my home here just, my goodness, that was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, that's, it's wild to think how quickly that went by. Right? Absolutely. And that was actually the day I found out I was pregnant. (gasps) I know. I was sitting on a secret. You were actually in my spare room when I got the positive pregnancy test. Seriously? Seriously. How did I not know this? I thought you did know that in retrospect, but I guess not. (laughs) No, I thought I thought I'd asked if you knew and you said yes, I did know by that point. Um, but you didn't you didn't say anything about finding out while I was literally like 10 feet away from you. (laughs) Yeah, you were there and Julie was over in the other room and I was like freaking out in the bathroom, taking a picture of the stick, sending it to my friend, being like, Is there a line? Do you think there's a line? Do you think that's a line? I think that might be a line. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And yep, that's and then remember we had to go to the conference, the weight stigma conference. Mm-hmm. And I had to sit through that all day being like, is this real? Is this a real thing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, well, I did. I did know. I think, Jill, I think your acting skills are better than you think they are because I did not notice the thing. <laughs> oh. oh, I felt like I was like could barely pay attention. I was completely distracted. Then I was like, I think I'm nauseous. Maybe this is morning sickness. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not real. Um, But anyway, I digress. So back to Annie. Annie has um, an organization called the Radical Health Alliance, and she, this organization is a is championing championing. Ooh, that's a hard one. Championing. Jose, help me. Am I saying that right? Championing. 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 Oh my gosh, I'm really struggling, folks, and we're not going to edit that out, but Annie, I'm sorry because I am struggling with that name. So we are going to use that. We're going to say health for uh, championing health for fat people. (laughs) Um, So this is her organization that she has built. She is the founder, and there are several different um, programs that Radical Health Alliance puts off. So they have something called Rad Fat Yoga, which is... um, I believe it is virtual right now. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I believe so. Yeah. I believe so too. Um, so there is Rad Fat Yoga that Annie puts off herself. She is the class teacher um, and she she does that virtually, which is beautiful. And it is, it is for folks in larger bodies. Um, it's centered around folks in larger bodies and offers yoga grounded in body positivity and health at every size principles, which sounds phenomenal. She also has fat camp. So fat camp 2020, I believe, um, was held online. And the next one is for September 25th to 27th, 2020. And I'm not sure. Oh wait, no, that's past. It's November. Yes, Who am I kidding? If they're back mid-January. Thank you. Mid-January 2021. 
And I think that is, is there a workshop that I should also, yes, the liberatory wellness. Um, that is a five week workshop on health and well being through fat liberation. Um, and she has a beautiful, beautiful, uh, list of weekly topics there, history of fat phobia and fat activism. We have weight science for week two, joy, joyful movement and other life enhancing actions for week three, eating for well-being for week four and five is putting it all into action. How cool is that? And that, that is, sounds wonderful. it is, and it's all for folks in fat bodies, which is a great, um, organization that we want to not, I don't think that I'm saying that right. Um, it is an underrepresented population that Mm -hmm. we are so, so thankful that we have services for, and it is, it's so well needed, right? Because it, Mm -hmm. it's something that we, as, as thin people, Jose and I, um, I can say for one that I can't, I can't say that I've had the experience of what it is like to live in a fat body. And I Mm -hmm. think that is something that is very, very crucial um, for folks that are in all sorts of marginalized identities is to be, to have spaces that are for them and taught from that perspective of lived experience as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely encouraging folks to look up the Radical Health Alliance. Of course, we'll put all of that info in our show notes yeah. and you can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. So, and I believe it yeah. is at Radical Health Alliance for Instagram and their website is RadicalHealthAlliance.org. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode, um, this meal episode. It was really a pleasure um, to have you here with us today and and always an honor to be there with you virtually as you have your meals. We look forward to seeing you again or, you know, hearing you again or you hearing us again. (laughs) Connecting with you again. Yeah, connecting with you again in our next episode. Um, And you're also welcome to come find us on Instagram. We are Join Our Table podcast. Um, That is usually the best place to find us and and connect with us. Um, We love interacting with folks there. And as always, if this podcast has been helpful, um, please consider subscribing and rating and leaving a review. That makes a world of difference in terms of other people finding this podcast. And we really, really appreciate every single subscribe rate or review that you leave. So sending lots of love to those who have already done that and encouraging those who have not to go do it if you can. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Thank you folks for joining and we look forward to connecting with you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.